Coming up, did curiosity kill the cat? Or just creativity? Maybe even the boss's ego? Find out when I speak to the firecracker that is John Burkhardt. This is Marketed Not Live, the show that dives deeper into the ideas, philosophies and strategies of the best marketing minds. Here's your host, Biz Paul. Welcome back to Marketed Not Live, the official podcast of the Marketed family of events that of course includes our live event next September. Fingers crossed, everyone. Uh, and Marketed Light, our online marketing education platform that is available for you to download and watch sessions for, well, a whole week's worth of content um, right now. I'm your host, Biz Paul, and together we're going to navigate the ever-changing world of marketing by talking to some fantastic people where it's less of an interview, really, and more just a chat. I like to think that this show is attempting to be slightly intellectual. So, you know, we'll see whether you think that on the basis of this conversation. Do you have a podcast? Are you thinking about one? Um, In some way, I want to discourage you from thinking about it because, you know, I want the listeners all to myself. But if you do decide to fight for my audience, well, you can't go wrong really by choosing Captivate as your hosting partner. Not only will you have a delightful user experience, but your podcast will be distributed to an ever increasing list of platforms across the world. And You know, if you're on another platform already, Captivate will migrate you over to them for free. Go and have a look at Captivate.fm and sign up there from as little as £17 per month. Now, today we're talking about curiosity. What do we mean by curiosity and why is it actually important? This is one of these subjects that I think as marketers, sometimes we forget to talk about, we forget to consider. I know that we are all there coming up with ideas and we like to be creative, but I still maintain that during these last few months, whilst we've had to be creative, sometimes we've been a little bit safe. And actually, as you'll hear from the interview, now is really the time to roll our sleeves up and start to think about what is around the corner. How do we ensure that we can make ourselves just think differently? How can we find the ways in which we can allow ourselves to be curious? You know, how do we give ourselves permission? How do we get permission from our senior leaders? What sort of campaigns do we see that show that curiosity and just pushing things a little bit further than people feel comfortable with is allowed. I don't know if you remember, but a couple of years when KFC ran out of chicken, an absolute disaster, you know, you can't get the main thing that they actually serve. And their campaign basically moved from KFC to FCK. Now that's brave. That's curious. That's creative. That's thinking differently. So simple. I was talking to an American friend who I showed that to and they said that would never fly in the States. But somebody had to sign that off. Someone had to sell it to someone very senior to get that to happen. And you'll know if you watch my session at Marketed Light how uh, KFC recently have sort of ditched their finger licking good 
because, you know, licking stuff is not generally good right now. So how do we become more curious? How do we allow ourselves to do that? I do think it's really important that we do this. So we're going to find out from John how that works and how we can do it. Here's my interview with John Burkhart. John Burkhardt is an award-winning keynote speaker and content strategist best known for co-authoring Newsjacking, the urgent genius of real-time advertising. Now, he's also the founder of marketing consultancy TBC Global, where he employs his constant curiosity strategic framework, a refreshingly different approach to inspiring clients using playful inquiry and insight. And we're going to definitely talk about that later. Now, John also speaks regularly at South by Southwest Interactive. Uh, probably not this year, or they may be online. I don't know. We'll ask him. And serves on their programming committee and as a workshop leader and MC at festivals like Can Leon. He is the playful agitator, curious questioner who entertains and inspires audiences with insights about creativity and innovation. And basically his work has appeared everywhere. Just go and look him up and you will see. John, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Oh, Paul, I am so grateful to be on the show because literally you are my warm up before my love of all loves, uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. I, I, hey, let me rephrase that, Paul. Our love, Wolverhampton <laughs> Wanderers, uh, kick off uh, in 20 minutes. So you, this is the best pregame ever. I hope I say one important thing. <laughs> well, let's let let's hope so. Let's hope so. <laughs> Hi ho, Wolverhampton, and all that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, do you know, by the way, this is not related to marketing whatsoever, but um, I was looking up before uh, today, knowing uh, of, of your support, um, what, what latest chants there are about Wolves on, I think it was, um, I'm going to have to look it up now because I've immediately forgotten what it was, that, that uh, I think it's called terracechants.net or something like something like that. Um, definitely worth a look, just in case you need to know exactly what the British terraces, well, I say British terraces, not at the moment, <laughs> but what exactly. people are actually doing in their own home. Um, John, I can't remember exactly when I first met you, but I know that I first came across you at CMA Live a couple of years ago, and I had to catch my flight before your beer note. But we have since had a few chats um, and I'm really pleased to, to have you on. Could you maybe give us a quick summary of um, the, the sorts of things that, that you do and maybe tell us what your current thinking is? Yep, absolutely. Okay, so um, there was there was pre-lockdown me, and then there's the lockdown me that that now exists um, <laughs> as as per anyone. Yeah. Um, so I, you're catching me in uh, in my home office. Um, I'm not on a stage in. Um, in a Balkan country, since I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm going to go on and say it, Paul. Uh, I'm a bit of a big deal in the Balkans. So yeah, I'm a big deal in the Balkans, but no longer because I don't travel around and speak about curiosity, creativity, yeah. um, as well as content marketing. Um, but as you and I um, frequent the same conferences, um, and we love um, Anne Handley and marketing profs and content marketing. 
uh, CMA that uh, Chris Marr did um, for many years. Uh, I I love that world, but the I'd be lying to you if I said that was all I do, and definitely it's not all I do now. Mm. I lead workshops. Uh, I'm a I'm a virtual event MC. Um, uh, partly because I've been kind of that guy that shows up at the end of a conference and summarizes all the key themes, the key stories that are coming out of the conference. I call it a beer note closer. That's um, that's what you missed, sadly, um, up in Newcastle. Um, no, oh, I no, saw no, it. no, I saw it in Newcastle. You saw New- I saw that's it in right. Newcastle. That was the whole like ball throwing thing. Uh, yes. You know, if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, go and look it up on John's website. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, the, the, the reality is I now speak um, and I, I do virtual workshops on curiosity, um, but it's, it's also led to me helping people uh, translate their brand in this sort of COVID time, which is which is tapped into a lot of innovation change management, um, company culture. Uh, but yeah, my previous world, as you mentioned in the bio, was um, uh, newsjacking, helping helping people create relevant real-time content. And uh, I've just taken that relevance in real-time and applied it to to being a little more strategic and, and catching people before they're in the trenches uh, making Instagram posts. Okay, so there's a couple of things I wanna ask you then, not based, up, based on that. Firstly, when you say you're big in the Balkans. Yeah. Um, you might have to explain how that how that happened. I mean, Slobodan Milosevic was big in the Balkans at one point. <laughs> yes, you know that didn't uh, end well for him. So, um, as well as T- yeah, Tito, um, yeah. I've seen T- Tito's. Uh, he has a cookbook that's on sale in most <laughs> most most bookshops in Belgrade. He's, he was a great chef. But um, no, the reality is, I got asked to speak at a conference in Montenegro, one of my favorite conferences. Um, one called spark.me um, and that was four or five years ago and since then they just keep asking me back because my obsessions are similar um, meet um, dance as in I love learning Balkan traditional wedding dances and teaching it to, to young people who never have ever even heard of their own dance <laughs> um, as well as you know the typical uh, football and basketball that mm. everybody in that part of former Yugoslavia is obsessed with yeah the basketball i'd forgotten about the basketball that is that is very true now the spark conference now roger edwards has spoken there hasn't he yes he has okay yeah, no, got to, got to meet him the, the, the this the, this conference is insane Everyone and the only reason that, yeah yeah the only reason I'll, I'll i'll explain it in in one sentence um and it's called adriatic sea speaker cruise Oh, that's not a sentence. That's just four words. But anyway, uh, they they lure you to this um, unbelievable place with this incredible sea, um, and then you get to share the stage with astronauts and not just marketing people. Like you, you were talking to me about uh, um, marketed live and how you're. It's not just a marketing thing. You're talking about higher level strategy and how people think. Well, this is a conference for thinkers, disruptive thinkers, um, and I've learned from uh, all manner of um non-marketing person uh just just about uh creativity and the intersection that has with technology and it I, that's why i love that because it's it's not just me and my little um fish bowl if you will I, well i think it's increasingly important actually to spread your wings and find these either conferences or places of interest and it's really interesting what you're saying about the virtual event things obviously that's now the only type of event that that we can uh, get to, together to to do. I mean, marketed live 
would be illegal as of today when we're recording this. So, you know, that's that's quite an interesting thing. How are you finding the virtual conference thing? I, I, either from a... Um, a participant, but maybe also as someone who's emceeing. And and it's interesting uh, talking about emceeing a virtual conference because I've seen lots of virtual conferences that don't have an MC. What does an MC bring to a virtual conference? Okay. Yeah, so I think you have to go back to the way people learn um, and, and the distractions that are inherent in people learning in their homes where sometimes toddlers abound, uh, as well as other distractions, uh, dogs barking, uh, in my case, wives getting angry with me because we just moved house and I have not unpacked any boxes, that kind of thing. So there's so many distractions. So what an MC will do is they will provide the glue. Um, I, I provided one of these for Jason Miller, um, who, who's now working at Active Campaign. And, and it was just, he said, just go do your thing, tell people what you're up to and give them one thing to take away in an in a energetic three minute burst. So I basically, uh, I was starting to call him Jason Filler because he he was just literally the filler in between speakers and he was using me as as filler. But I think people really appreciated it because you're listening to something for 20 minutes, then you'd never know what you're gonna expect in the in the break, in the little minute, in the three minutes between. So if anything, I think it really helps. Um, you be able to stick with this thing because I, I don't really look forward to three hours on Zoom. Um, I, I, gosh, I, this is going to be rude. I don't even really look forward to three hours on Zoom with you, Paul, and, and you're an interesting person. But it's just I need little breaks, little diversions, um, which I'm sure with your um, light version of Marketed um, Live that's coming up, I'm, I'm sure there will be little diversions and interesting speakers to, to help people not get in a, a Zoom fatigued lull. Well, I also can't deal with lots of Zoom, which is why Marketed Light is um, not going to be <laughs> not going to be like that. We we we've had um, little sessions, so you could it's all it's all on demand, and anyone, even though you're listening to it now, after the sort of launch, it's still available, so you can still go and get it. But absolutely oh, cool. on demand. If you want Jen Herman for an hour, go for it. If you want Felicia Brilliant. Jones for uh, thirty minutes. Fantastic. If you want 30 minutes, 45 minutes of brand, go and listen to Matt Davis's session. So, so yeah, I totally agree. So that's really interesting. Uh, and I think the energy is really important there, particularly for those types of types of things. Um, John, I want to ask you about then curiosity. And I'm really interested in curiosity because I have this thing, I don't know what you would call it. It's kind of like a, a brain niggle or something like that about... Um, some uh, about uh, i guess covid and the world that we're in now and how safe people are potentially playing it because of nervousness so you know do we want to say something that is the wrong thing or you know oh black lives matter has happened so so how how do we factor that in and all this kind of stuff and there is a nervousness there i think in the the world that we're in now but i'm intrigued into um how we as marketers can use our curiosity to be more creative. So let's start with, um, what do you mean by curiosity and is there enough of it? Okay, um, so curiosity, is, um, well, let me just talk about, I think we all know what curiosity is. is it's this desire to know something and usually um, you know just a tiny bit of it, um, but 
you're not completely oblivious because then you're not curious about it. So you know a little, uh, just enough to where there's an itch that needs to be scratched. So it's it's this quest for knowledge. But the, the thing is, um, if, um, if curiosity um, is, essentially you have curiosity and then you have the way to scratch that itch, which is questions. And what I, my angle with uh, what I call firecracker curiosity is a complete and utter 100% focus on helping, helping marketing people and, and believe it or not, even normal people ask better questions. Ask, uh, the, using firecracker curiosity, I guarantee you, you will be at the very least as annoying as your toddler. On average, toddlers ask 73 questions a day. I think that's a little bit light. I would say if you count all the whys, it's 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 up to 300. But <laughs> I want marketing people and just general people, people who work at brands, to ask more questions, to get deeper into these, to find out these blind spots, these things that they don't know that they don't know. And I think the best way to do it is with firecracker curiosity, which is, um, again, I love acronyms, so apologies, but it's um, a, a firecrackers pop, P-O-P. So it's purposeful questions, observational questions, and playful questions. So I basically take people through a process where we start with purposeful questions. And yes, of course, I'm nicking this from Simon uh, Sinek, um, starting with why, because you have to start off with the annoying toddler why questions to understand why your brand exists, find out that why story. Then you move to observational questions around the how, what, when. Um, and then once you've figured out that and the processes, you, you get into the brainstorm that's more playful. And of course, playful leads to customer-led stuff and that, always starts with the question, what if? What if we did this? It's these delightful combinations and that's where curiosity can really come into its own because you're asking, you're doing these little combinations that you think are unlikely to stick and sometimes it sticks and you've come up with something new that makes the CEO feel uncomfortable and then you're in a good place because you're bucking the status quo. Okay, so so we're asking those those questions but but what are, what are we asking them for are we asking them specifically in order to think about campaigns or are we is that kind of jumping the gun a bit and and do we need to think more about sort of um i don't know brand or whatever obviously you've got your why and your how and stuff which yeah you're right it's very simultaneous but but yeah i'm just trying to get a sense of why why we need to do that with with brands yep so I would say, let's just talk about the world we live in now. Um, people are really, they have a different attention span and, and different needs. Um, I, I had a huge need for online groceries because I couldn't leave the house for 60 days. So that I, you know, those, that was a huge thing to me where uh, other, other brands were nowhere near my top of mind. The world has changed. So where I, let, let me just bring in where I bring in firecracker curiosity into the world we live in. I think brands have had to adapt their purpose, adapt who they're trying to reach and what they offer. There's been a lot of what I call bold pivots, um, you know, breweries creating hand gel, um, a Japanese restaurant supplier has these little tiny fish that usually come in soy sauce. Well, no, um, for two months they came in, um, in with a hand gel in them because no one was buying sushi. Uh, it's just all these little pivots and that's what I love. I love talking to brands and small business owners just about 
how can you make sure that what you think you stand for is what you stand for now mm -hmm. that usually is the why question and once we once we decide your new why the new reason you exist then we can get into the hows, what's and when's uh, with some observations about the process. And then and then the fun begins when we when we know that, because then we can get uh, creative with the brainstorming around what if we did this and that those those are the campaigns you speak of. Those are the but you cannot until you figure out the why, what, when and how you can't get into the what if and how do we reach uh, our, our ideal fan or audience. So now it's a really good time, even if you haven't decided to pivot through necessity. And I appreciate the the, the comment there because I, I certainly, from working with clients that I work with, have seen quite a lot of uh, despair really in terms of you know what 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 do we what do we do? We, we run a, you know not us, but we, for example, we um, we manage uh, marketing for for an event and uh, not ours, but, but a different event. What okay. and that event couldn't go ahead so you know what do they actually do what is their purpose people are sort of floundering around so so i can see that out of necessity but it sounds like now would be a good time to you know revisit this anyway because of course people have now got one eye on the future in terms of what does our new society look like whether that's about how they work or what they offer or how they communicate so would would you agree would now be a good time to do that Absolutely. I, th I, th I think the thing is, I, I, I'm, I'm not just trying to reach people with um, like sort of lockdown thinking. I, I genuinely think the world has changed and, and the way we work has changed, which is why a lot of these questions um, you ask about who's interested in this. And, you know, I, I really think that if we look at company culture, that's a big issue mm. for everyone in a company right now because they haven't in, they haven't come back to the office since March, um, there, uh, change management. There are companies out there that, believe it or not, have still not totally embraced that other buzzword of digital transformation. And now they're having to do that and and realize that their, their own internal um, employees are not happy because they hadn't really built a, a culture that listened. So uh, it, 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 I think what I'm now dealing with, where I used to be in just the world of content marketing focused on customers and trying to um, listen to them, now I'm going internal as well and realizing that um, there are companies floundering because they really didn't have it together when they got to see each other face to face. And now they really don't have a clue. I suppose it's just a different type of audience, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I, I, I do think genuinely, if you haven't worked out your internal culture, it's really hard to to translate that to. Uh, if you haven't worked out your internal culture, there's no way you really know who your customers are, because um, mm. because there's internal chaos. And and I I really think the world and are we going to go back into lockdown, etc. And are our employees actually being good or are they just um, skiving off all day? If you're worried about that, then you haven't set enough of a strong cultural imperative um, and, and you're probably not really reaching the people you should be reaching because you're not really uh, using this fire, what I call firecracker curiosity to, to get your processes uh, right and get your customer story right. Do you think... Uh consumers or, or um, not just consumers, suppose anybody who's buying something from a business, how much do you think they care about this kind of stuff? And the only reason that I ask that is that I, 
I read um, an article from someone, I can't remember who, but they were basically saying, you know, yeah, it's okay for us all to say that, you know, uh, consumers or people want to, to know how much you care as a business. However, it's all just bullshit created by uh, Accenture who sell services to help you deliver that. So what, what's your view on that? Do you think people do actually care about what the businesses that they buy from do or think or what their culture is? Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, I, I, I take your point about sort of um, consulting companies sort of wanting you to, to buy in this so they have their reason to exist. But I, there there's enough data to back up the fact that people uh, people buy from brands they trust. So with that, um, if you have a choice, you'll go with the, the one you trust the most. And, and company culture and standing for something uh, are definitely a part of that. I, I will say that it's very... Um, like, so I'm, uh, I'll, I'll just go on and date myself. Uh, I'm in my forties. <laughs> I, um, not as young as I used to be, but I'm still quite energetic on stage. Um, but people in their twenties and thirties, I definitely think, um, they've grown up with screens and they, they look at every way a brand, um, breathes every way they act um they're they're how quick they are to embrace their culture if it's on a new platform uh, i'm obsessed with the obviously football but but also the nba with the finals going on now there's no greater brand to connect with young people in the world than the nba they they've had tiktok stars um on board since day one and and they are even a new t version of tiktok has has just come up from instagram called reels they're now owning that uh, they, they they're just they they know who their target market is and they're everywhere that they are in a very genuine way not a me too way and um, I, I love that quickness and and i do think it is down to their curiosity because they're oh what's that shiny thing they look at it and then they create a strategy to really win in that and not just go do what everyone else is doing so how, how do we start this then so let's imagine that um we're looking to be more curious we want some pointers perhaps as to the sorts of things that we can think about you've given us the pop that's a good a good start but for those people who sit there going well i don't know you know i just i don't feel very curious is there anything that people can do to sort of wake that spirit in them absolutely i would say they should um that they should try they should go to their costume closet open their everyone has a, i hope i'm not the only one that has a costume closet ball. that's really embarrassing I'm, oh, uh, okay well that, uh, maybe this is getting Let's too go deep so i'm gonna crack open a I'm gonna crack a bit of beer as a wolves just kicked off, so I'm feeling the, I'm feeling good. So they go to the costume closet and they got four costumes in the closet, and I want them to try on each of the four costumes. And these come in the form of an artist, a daredevil, a professor, and finally a detective. Believe it or not, those are the four types of a person that is needed uh, four types of curious person. So obviously an artist, they're gonna be thinking about emotional curiosity. They're looking for connections between others. So they, you, even if people don't feel curious at all, they can, they can think, look at a brand, look at, look at their packaging, look at everything and say, does this really, does, is this brand seeking to know me on an empathetic, my, my, my words, my gestures, are they creating an emotional connection with me? That's the artist. Let's put that costume back in the closet. 
Now, there's some people that think that's a little too um, guru-like and, and soulful, um, even though that is a proven archetype from uh, Carl Jung called the seeker, healer, lover. Um, there are some people, I work in the world of travel, and there's a lot of them that just want physical curiosity. They want content that le will help them have a have better experiences not better empathy that leave that for the artists better experiences that's the daredevil ask a bunch of questions that can help you uh create um experiences uh, could a brand be a part of a, an experience that makes you feel more connected to them are there brands out there that are doing um, virtual experiences right now that are really connecting with you using this physical curiosity. And then the last two, um, uh, one, I, I, I call it Mark Schaefer curiosity because um, I'm just uh, a fan of his, but it's the professor and that's intellectual curiosity. Uh, um, there are brands that are actually putting out content that leads to better thinking about the world. Um, and and I, I love the intellectual curiosity. And then finally, it's, I think if you're, if if you're struggling with curiosity, you can just be like um, a toddler and you can just uh, be a detective and say, well, why should we do that? Well, we're doing this. Well, why are we doing that? And that's the detective. They're just asking about a, a bunch of questions and, and, and thinking um, more like uh, getting into the weeds of the structure of something. So I, I genuinely think people can put on one of those four hats and they can come up with some, some ways that they can connect, uh, help their brands connect if they're in marketing, or, or they can just think of themselves as a customer and think, are, are there brands that are, um, that are uh, thinking more like an artist, daredevil, professor, or detective. Th these are all based on sort of Carl Jung archetypes. Um, so it, there, there's some thinking behind them. I, I kind of came up with the names because I think it makes it more memorable. But um, yeah, I, I think with that exercise alone, people will will, will get, have a good start to um, thinking, yeah, I can I can find a way to connect with a brand in these COVID times. Uh, by the way, you get bonus points for mentioning uh, Young. Uh, at, at least there's not that many people that that talk about that kind of thing. We like that. That 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 is good, and it's nice and accessible as well. Uh, we'll have to maybe, maybe in the show notes, point people in the direction of various um, outfits that maybe they could wear in their costume closet uh, while they're, oh, Paul, while that they're leaves, doing this. Um... That leads me to oh, that's so great. Can I um can I find some pictures for you and um and send them to you because I've, yeah. I've got to okay because um I don't have these specific costumes yet in my closet um other than the daredevil because I wear that a lot um but yeah <laughs> I will leave that one with me Paul that's a great brief I love that thank you yeah definitely definitely send us stuff so we can put it in the in the in the show notes um Brilliant. right so my, my my last question just on curiosity then is really about once they've gone through this this process and they've got some really awesome ideas they've really dug deep and they've got some something which they think this is this is ace this is the next thing they need to take it and sell it up to their ceo or the board or their manager or whoever and that person is notorious for being a right stick in the mud you know mm. not interested actually hates marketing thinks it's a waste of money um do you have any advice for people trying to sell the ideas into senior leaders um absolutely so uh, this this gets me really excited because um th this is this is where it could all 
as a guy that leads workshops like yourself, I, I think this is where it can all feel like I'm just talking to hear myself talk. But the reality <laughs> is there's got to be a plan where that workshop leads to action um, because, it, you know, curiosity without action is daydreaming and and curiosity with initiative um it, it can it, it can be a, a game-changing thing so uh, again i think you have to get quiet and you have to allow there to be something uncomfortable in the room and and allow for a period of reflection to really say well why have we always done it this way and then make sure that the powers that be uh, in the room that want to shoot everything down, get them to apply imagination to some of some of these questions you've brought up, um, and then go back and say, do these solutions really connect? Or use this empathy that I speak of, and finally the exciting thing in this. Sorry, Paul, I've done it again. I've dropped another acronym on you, which I'll put in the show notes, <laughs> called Quiet, Questions, Imagination, Empathy, and Testing. And what I love is being able with the decision makers in the room to go and test it. Let's let's not leave the room until we have an idea that we can literally put out on our channels, on our blog, on our website, um, but we have to do it within the next week. Right. And, and if we don't do it within the next week, then it's all been, unfortunately, uh, BS. Mm -hmm. And um, I really think there, my, my news jacket book was called Urgent Genius. I really think there has to be some urgency to this um, uh, hippo genius, these highest paid people in the room. They've got to feel like they're the genius because they've actioned this thing. You've asked them which questions you think that they uh, should uh, go for. And then obviously you've steered them towards the ones um, that were the proper firecracker questions. And, and then everyone wins because they think it was their idea. Do you know, I used to have a boss where I worked out, it took me a while, but pretty pretty quickly, that I just had to make him think it was his idea. <laughs> I've had so many of those. I, I, I could even, if I was being really provocative, I would give you their first, middle, and last names <laughs> right now. Where are you now, blank, blank? Sorry. Yeah, no, I know those people. I know those people there. But, I mean, it serves a, a means to an end to, to get that to get that out and I think that's just really about overcoming the you know identifying the barrier there and overcoming it and getting their getting their buy-in um that has been so ace I'm uh buzzed up with the idea of like even doing some of this stuff because I've got I know we were talking before we were recording about um you know at this time just really needing to be more flexible and adapting to to the situation and I think if you've got that curiosity um and and what you're saying is do it do it now do it sooner rather mm. than later now is the time regardless of what's going to happen in the next few months because you know god knows what's going to happen but but now is the time to do it and if you think about what i also love is is the urgency but also thinking execution of how could you deliver this virtually like imagine a double act of you and me obviously we we'd each wear two of the costumes since there's four costumes <laughs> um but but what we would do is we would we would literally bring this to life with people uh with with plenty of breaks uh and and obviously snacks since that's very important, very important. um but the but but we have to it, we have to somehow translate the urgency of what I'm feeling this synergy that you and I are having uh, before I go watch Wolves. 
we, we have to bring this urgency to that virtual room. And a lot of people are like, I'm sorry, I can't imagine it, but I know for a fact, and I think your community are the kind of people uh, with Marketed Light and Marketed Light that, that are up for a challenge of, of being engaging, but also really hitting clients and brands in the uh, forehead with the urgency of, we got to try something now. If you're not going to get out there and try something, you'll just keep being like you're being and 2021 will come and you will have gone nowhere. And we don't want it to be as bad as 2020. So, you know. yeah, we got it. Things are looking. Things have got to look up, man. Because I'm, I, my family are getting sick of me, man. I got, I got to get out of this house. Um, but until then, I will, I will make a, a virtual show, literally that, a show, and it's, it'll be interactive and, and it, it'll, it'll get people fired up at the very least, and then, and then the action comes, unless we're just daydreaming. Fantastic. Well, uh, long may that continue uh, in development, virtually and in person as well. Thanks ever so much, John, for speaking to us today. I really appreciate just the the conversation and the ideas. And um, let's hope Wolves win. Uh, Absolutely, Paul. Uh, It's been an absolute delight chatting with you as my pre-game warm-up. My Camden Town show-off juicy lager (laughs) is almost consumed because you're just a good um a good host you've just entertained me so thank you for that oh it's a pleasure that's it for another episode my thanks to john for putting a curiosity firecracker right up our ass today please start challenging yourself to think differently and really don't be scared to put those crazy ideas on the table because you just don't know what's going to come out of it i know that there are people in our community that are really thinking differently at this time i would love to know what ideas come into your head however weird and random they are Uh, why don't you tweet us at marketed live to let us know what weird things that you're thinking about Uh, also don't forget to check details of all our events and activities online at marketed.live we are really trying to come up with something that that works for everybody and that is different so please tell your friends about things Uh, go and revisit marketed light and see what's going on there Uh, otherwise i hope to see you on the next episode until then uh, thank you very much for listening our producer is charlie thacker this is a light mind media production for marketed live You've been listening to the Marketed Not Live podcast. Want to go even deeper? Then book your ticket to one of our events where you'll learn more about specific ideas, strategies, and practical ways to improve the results you get from your marketing activity. Visit marketed.live for what's on and how to book.